Have you ever done any voiceover, Craig? Uh, <clears throat> I've done a couple. One of them worked, I think. Well, <laughs> but, you know, it's, do you like the headphones or no? Yeah, they're good. Yeah? How they look. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> almost your style. Okay. I feel like you would like the in-ear ones. Mm. I got so much earwax in there. Do you really? As you get older. I have a lot, too. Your nose gets bigger and you get waxing. <laughs> I feel like having uh, earwax is like a sign of uh, intelligence. Well, then I'm going for it because, you know, I want more. Right. Give me more. Are you comfortable? Do you want to? Am I? Do I? I'm kind of, okay. You look a little uncomfortable. Uh, okay. You know, I have, I have a tradition. What's that? Do you like cookies? Yeah. You do? This is a paleo cookie. There's no gluten and no uh, refined sugar. So okay. there's nothing good. Oh, no, it the... tastes good. Here. Okay. You can eat, eat it off the bag if you don't want to get crumbs everywhere. No, I'll, you got a napkin. Yeah. I like to start with this, you know? <clears throat> so they, uh, they, don't, they don't crackle. They're, no, they're, they're very... Well, I baked them today for you. You made these? Yeah. yeah they're in a Ziploc bag. Well, you don't need any ingredients, right? I mean, basically, it's, it's just... It's almond flour, mm -hmm. coconut uh Pretty oil. good. They're pretty good. Yeah. And they're not even that... They're not that bad for you. No. They have coconut sugar, which is low... Um, they call it low glycemic index. That's okay. Right. <laughs> like I care. So, well, I guess, you know, I like to ask, how do you, how do you like to introduce yourself? In terms, where am I? <laughs> In an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting off on 10. <laughs> Press 10, please. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, you've done a lot of things in your life. What do you, you know, actually, you know, for those of you at home, Craig and I, we have a pretty... Uh, close relationship, I'd say. Would you? Am I the only one that feels that way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. And yeah. what we before we started the recording, I, I wouldn't say intimate though. It's not I, well intimate. You know, I guess no, I wouldn't say that either. Not publicly, at least. Right. But we were talking about identity a minute ago. Right. Before we turned the mics on. So, in terms of what I do, I'm an actor, writer, director, producer. That's what I do. Yeah. For a living. Other than that, I'm just um, pretty mediocre working uh, on a level that just is... I'm trying to stay a level above mediocrity, whatever that is, so that uh, I can still function. Right. <laughs> if, I, if I go any further down, then I'd probably get all over myself and I wouldn't be able to do anything. See, but you say that, but I feel like, you know, you've... you've uh... You've had a great career, and I think people mm. respect you all over. So you, th saying that and, and, and it being true are so uh, disconnected, I feel like. Well, really? They're not really, I'm, in terms of like the actuality of Because when you meet brilliance and you, you performed with people that are brilliant mm -hmm. and wonderful and incomparable, I realized my station in life. And uh, it was to be of service, pretty much. So I try to service the part. If I'm doing a part, I try to service the project. If I'm writing, I try to service it. And I try to keep, for the most part, any kind of uh, value associated with what I'm doing out of it. Right. Value meaning... What can you get? Or who do I think I am? Because uh, I've been proven wrong so often. 
You know, just when I think I've got my golf game, right. that's where it needs to be. Right? You've, you've then I go out the, the next day. The next day. I mean, you And I don't the, recognize that person. I don't recognize, and that really, really, I stopped calling it character building a long time ago because I'm just fed up right. with character building. In golf or in life? No, well, life's going to... Life's going to do it to you regardless. Right. There's not much you can do about that. I mean, I have so many things I want to ask. But yeah. well, I guess first, how would you... Uh, I mean, we met a year and a half ago at the uh, at the tournament in L.A. that yeah. we, we played in the program together with... Uh-huh. with um, <clears throat> we, we, had a, we, had a, we had a colorful colorful fivesome. We did. Jasper Parnovic, yeah. who's great. I played with Jasper quite a bit in the Hope. Great guy. Really funny. Yeah. Really, really funny. funny. Yeah. Very angry. And funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's good to have those together because it's kind of like... Uh, I'm not sure what he's angry at. Did you I ever find out? I think he might just be angry at everyone. Well, he was playing in- with us. Including himself. <laughs> yeah, he did not play well that day. I had one of my but best see, rounds. They don't, they don't... Well, yeah, you were playing pretty good. I played pretty... In fact, since then, with you, I've only played worse than that day. Is that right? Yeah, I shot a 78 that day. At Sherwood, your course, hard course. Yeah. Since then, I've only shot in like mid-80s there. I'll be darned. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you weren't the same. I mean, you were very relaxed. You had your film crew? Yeah. A film crew. Yeah, we were were shooting. And so you were performing. Yeah. So you weren't yourself. (laughs) So what you're saying is... You were a golfer. (laughs) What you're saying is when I'm myself, (laughs) I can't perform. (laughs) Haven't, Haven't you found that to be true? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, but so, and then you, you and I developed, how, how would you define our relationship? Well, I would define it as being, um, I do, you know, you looked at it one way, I looked at it another. Here, here's the thing. We were playing with Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner, who changed and became Caitlyn. And I've known Caitlyn, uh, previously known as Bruce, for 30 years, I guess. And, yeah. and I've hit balls next to him on the range at Sherwood for... 25 years, 20 some odd years. And I watched the transition happen. Mm. And it was alarming uh, to those of us that were raised in the 40s. Uh, <laughs> 1940s. 1940s. <laughs> uh, 1944s. A- anyway, so it was, and, and this is a major athlete. So make a long story short, it, it was, and he was being followed by a film crew. So it was, yeah. it was intrusive. To a large degree, and it was all about, uh, as is his want, it was all about Caitlin yeah. that day. And it wasn't about me, it wasn't about, well, you had your own thing going, but it wasn't really about you, and Jasper was just there to not be rude. He was there because he, I think, contractually had to be. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they don't usually like to play well in the pro-amps because then it's a, right. it's kind of a signal that they're not going to play well on the weekend, so... Yeah. He didn't really care. He only get one pop. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the, the circumstances were that. And and then I was completely out of myself and angry about something. Yeah, you and I didn't talk for the first six holes, I think. At least four or five. And yeah. it happened over here that you were, uh, they called you Screech? So, no, you you invented that name. I did? Yeah. Well, the show I was shooting was for the network Scratch. Yeah. But then I think you modified it inside your brain to scrunch. 
And then I <laughs> resolved to call you Screech. And that okay, was so name. that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, you were a good golfer and a fun guy. You know, I thought, you know, and you thought I hated you. But I wasn't talking to anybody. No. Yeah. And so. You hated yeah. everybody equally. <laughs> <laughs> Not even my caddy. So anyway, we got to like the sixth hole at Sherwood, which is over water. It's that beautiful kind of. It's a hard, hard hole, it's, even though it's downhill. And you hit a pretty good shot in there. And I was kind of overhearing you talk to somebody about being in recovery of some kind. And I thought, geez, wait a minute. This is a guy I should talk to. Because I've been around that stuff for a while. And so I kind of said, hey, uh, look at um, w- w- what's going on. You know, and what's that on your hand? And you had kind of this tattoo thing. It was, it, it's not a tattoo thing. It's a tattoo <laughs> that represents something. And so I said, what, what is that? And you told me. And I said, oh, wow. So I started talking to you and found out that we had a lot of um, similar interests and non-interests. Yeah. And that was cool because it was like all of a sudden now I, I realized why I'm there. And it was a real gift. It was like a God shot. And I thought, okay. Now I can be of service. Now, now I know what I'm doing. I, it, the golf doesn't really matter now because it's all over anyway. And um, and we and I just had a great time all the way in. You know, and talked sporadically with you and found out a little bit about your past and what you were doing and what was going on. And it was great. And we were also playing with a former Miss America or former, yeah. And then we had a, a Zen Buddhist. Uh, Transcendental meditation person with us was who, who, Joe Parent with us. Oh yeah, Doc was in, uh, uh, he was around. Yeah, yeah, he was with us. Yeah. So I mentioned Doc on another podcast that you know when when I didn't know you guys knew each other at the time, but yeah, yeah, and uh, so it was a great day. You know, it finished up to be a great day. It's funny because the way you know I I talk a lot and I think a lot about coincidences and stuff like that and. Um, you know, I think what was interesting about that day, hearing you talk about it, is remembering now, like, oh, yeah, I was in the middle of, like, what I thought was a nightmare, you know, and, and even just having, you know, because I think, I think a lot of times we get caught up in life and in golf of just scratching the surface of, hey, how are you? Yeah, good to see you. Hi, great. Oh, yeah, I'm going to really, you know, um, oh, those bills, you know, the Broncos, whatever. Yeah. And something happened where you and I actually had a real conversation. Right. And I was able to say things right. to you like, oh, I'm having a really difficult time. Yeah. You know, I was about to go through a divorce, you know, and it wasn't looking good. And, uh, and it didn't, it, it never did look good from that point after, you know? And, and so to be able to, you know, um, have you there as like a, as like a, you know, a person that's not, that's not just going to let you get by, you know what I mean? Right. It's listening to the heart. Yeah. Which doesn't happen a lot, you know. No. We're pretty vacuous and and we spend a lot of time in things that don't matter. So when when those conversations do come up or someone's willing to expose themselves in that way, it's really that's what really matters. Yeah. How what, what is it that uh would you say you're addicted to golf? <clears throat> No, no, I'm not addicted to golf. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> Spoken like a yeah. true golf addict. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all momentary, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it goes in cycles, and uh, 
I'm addicted to the sound mm. and the feeling of it when you hit a great shot. Yeah. That, that I'm addicted to. I'm addicted to, uh, naturally, the adrenaline. Um, and I say naturally because I think that's true for most golfers. Um, in that it's such a, it's such a personal uh, ride in terms of its expectations and its failures. And those are the parameters that I would give it, you know, meaning you can fulfill an expectation in four or five holes and, and literally be outside your body. Right. As this is going to be the greatest round of my life. <laughs> and you hesitate to say that because you know that um, any kind of expectation at all is a resentment waiting to happen. And Wait, explain that? Any expectation at all is a resentment waiting to happen. Because Meaning it's not going to get fulfilled, the expectation. I have only one duty, and that is not only to resent it, but to hold God accountable for my not achieving that expectation. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Because God's involved in everything, unless you're an atheist. And then I don't know how in you play. In which case, it's just you that don't believe it. I, I don't know how you play golf, because <laughs> you've got to have somebody to blame. Right. <laughs> but you... But that's, for me, that's kind of the, I guess it's metaphysical. I don't really think it is. I think every golfer experiences that. But it's within... It's lifetimes on a golf course yeah. in a day or two holes. You know, you, you reach a point where you have to make a difficult shot and you've ne you haven't made it, in a way, whatever the circum circumstances are, and you find yourself achieving in that moment. But was it really or was it just luck? <laughs> <laughs> and so you hold on to moments and... Uh, and then you have to you have to face up to those moments if you're going to play again, right? Either the next day or the following five holes or that last hole that you know that the best you've ever made on that hole is a bogey, Ugh. and if you par in, and should I, you know, I mean those. That's what you live for. That's what you play for. Yeah, I just think it's a, and and what do you do with the adrenaline? What do you do with the nerves? What do you do with all that stuff? Because is that something that, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would imagine anybody else who maybe is thrown into your job. Yeah. There's probably a lot of anxiety in it, a lot of, a lot of adrenaline. Is, do you feel that way? Yeah, totally. I, I, it's a great thing. More, because you started out uh, doing improv. Yeah. And did that have that component to it? Uh, yeah, except I knew usually, 95% uh, of the time I knew that it was going to be really good. How? Hmm. I'd like to have that. I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed to be. It was one of those natural fits um, that I could get into. I, I would imagine it's, you know, really, it's, I didn't have to force anything. Hmm. Um, that came easy. But then, you know, you face certain, then you see somebody that's really good at it, really good. And you go, how the hell are they doing that? It's like amazing. Like who? I, I, I would Jonathan really... Winters. Um, never heard. Robin Williams. Robin what? Williams. I've heard of him. Jonathan Winters. I've never heard of Jonathan Winters. Oh, dude. 
Well, he's one of the best ever. Okay. Probably the best. I'd say. Any any particular work that I should look at? Um, well, not only his show, but shows that he guested on. Um, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Okay. Um, he's wonderful in. Um, he's really good in uh, The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. Uh, he was more of a, uh, his records, do you know what a record is? Uh, is it like when you're a criminal? It's like a big CD. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, the black things that you melt. Right, yeah. got it. Or that they m- could be red or sometimes yeah. gold. Wow. Depending, yeah. Or, or silver if you've done really well. If you've done really well. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, Jonathan was great. But yeah, there was, I mean, there's a lot more. But Jerry Van Dyke was one okay. of the best I've ever seen. Um, Dick Van Dyke. Right. Um, they were just, they, they just had this ability to uh, entertain, perform. It wasn't work at all. Right. And they made it effortless. Um, kind of like watching Tiger sometimes. Not so much now, but in the day. Like he's just in the zone? You mean like, like in the... Uh, he was someplace nobody gets to. Right. Right. I mean, there's just, it's impossible to do what he did. Right. You can't do it. It wasn't golf. It was something else. So, you know, I have my opinions about Tiger. How do you feel about Tiger right now? Oh, right. I love it. I you just, love it. Oh, man. You forgive him. Forgive him? Yeah. Nothing to forgive. He's a human being. God. I mean, he's made mistakes. I made mistakes. Go, man. Just hold together. Please don't wince. Don't. I mean... How many surgeries? Four on your back? Oh, don't swing that hard. Oh, God. Look at, let's just make this putt, man. Come on. I'm, Did you I'm think? Totally rooting for him. So do you think, do you have any, do you have any inner feelings on, by the way, if you're hearing noises, it's the dogs. There's about four, there's three <laughs> dogs and a cat. Um, one of them's pawing at the, uh, at the window here. One of, Snowball is somewhere. Hopefully not. Yeah, Snowball's out there and... <laughs> The other guys out there, Max they're is, so cute. Max is, and Nuggets right here. Nuggets, you go over here and lay down. So if you're hearing noises, it's just sort of we're we're running a kennel. Craig and I are gonna Craig and I are gonna open a kennel. So do you have any theories on whether or not uh, TW is gonna come back for the big? Oh, he'll be there. You think he'll be number one? Uh, oh, number one, I don't know, but he'll win. See, because you're are part of the <coughs> you're part of the Jack generation. So so people yeah. your age, uh, by a large margin, believe that Jack is the best golfer ever. Mm-hmm. And people my age believe it's Tiger, mm-hmm. and I think. Do you feel like Tiger's the best golfer ever? Uh, no, not yet. You think it's still Jack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jack was unbeatable as Tiger was, but Tiger has a little way to, to go. I mean, his lessons were different than Jack's. Mm. Um, it's just a different era. Yeah. And how they were brought up and. What Tiger had to face, Jack didn't have to face so much. It wasn't the media scrutiny. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that were gotten away with, let's say, uh, personally in personal lives that were not touched. Right. You didn't do that. So, right. Uh, it, was, um, it was a more refined press. Speaking of press, you, you don't do a lot of interviews. No. So thank you. Yeah, this is, uh, well, you're a friend. You know? I, I'll probably regret it. You'll, you'll probably delete this. <laughs> well, I mean, but why is that? I mean, it's a choice. I just don't. Um, well, I, hmm. Eric, I, 
honestly, um, I don't have, I would rather talk about things that matter to me uh-huh. than things that don't. And I don't want to talk about me too much. So too well, much. Have I done good? Or are I, so far we're doing great. We're doing okay. As long as we're talking about Tiger. and <laughs> I mean, I can certainly give my opinion, but a lot of people are giving their opinions yeah. about a lot of things. And well, I'm actually curious just because. I think it's great. I, I Tiger is fantastic. Yeah. I was really, really sad to hear and watch what happened and what he went through. But he wasn't raised. Um, he was a pretty innocent guy. Yeah. And gradually woke up into his, um, <clears throat> into that kind of uh, netherworld behavior. Right. Uh, the, the Phaedrus in us all, the shadow, the shadow self. Yeah. And uh, it, was, he- it was hard to see him go through it. And it was also glorious to see him come out the other side, you, not un, uninjured. Yeah. Both emotionally, I'm sure, and certainly physically. Do you think on some level it was like, uh, you know, did you ever see Lord of the Rings? Yeah. You know, you know, the Ring of Power? Yeah. Do you think that that might have been, I mean, because, you know, I wanted to get to this at some point, but you just told me not to have to ask you questions about you, but unfortunately I'm interviewing you, so. Right. But, you know, the the, the Ring of Power must kind of come into play for him and, and I'm wondering for you too. I mean you you at one point were you could you could probably have done anything and no one would have said anything, right? Mm, well I did do. You did? Uh, yeah. See what that's like what And nobody really said anything. Nobody said anything. I mean what's it like to be on a, a major T V show for nine years? Uh it's really um Again, it's character building. It's all about growth, and it's about being of service, really, in the long run. It was very, very difficult. But at the same time, it was glorious. Right. I mean, that was, you know, I did coach for nine years, and but I'd done a lot of stuff before that. And yeah. then I'd found my true calling in 1984, and I was able to establish some sort of sanity at some point. And so when I took coach, when I got coach, it, it was 1988, and... I was in the cusp of developing a new persona and uh, a new way to live. So it was um, <clears throat> it was learning how to survive in a world that was mm, really difficult. I mean, for me, because uh, there was a lot of ego, mm. and there is in the business I'm in. I, I suppose there is in just about anything, but I think it's more. It seems like it's it's stressed more. You have to be something. You have to be somebody. You have to have a certain, and I, I, you know. So I was drawn to that, and at the same time, I'm I'm involved in a in a program that asked me not to go there. Hmm. So I learned a lot. So I had nine years of a really great education, and working with people that were magnificent. Had it not been for the people I worked with, Shelley and Shelley Fabre and probably Kenny Kimmins and certainly Barry Kemp, the creator, and some of the people at Universal, I wouldn't have been able to survive, I don't think. Because I, I swallow my own tongue, if you, you know. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, I'll drown in my own vomit, so. <laughs> I'm, glad, I, I'm glad for one that's not Well, you, you know, you can, you can, um, you can totally derange yourself with your own mind gum. Yeah. Uh, so it took some clarity. And 
I must say I had a great, great sponsor in my life that just really walked me through all of it. Just, it was pretty, pretty funny, pretty infantile. But so there, that's that part of it. That's do, why I don't like. Right, right, right. We can move on. We can okay. move on. I, I do have another question. Yeah, good. Do, do uh, <laughs> I, I try to picture, I always try to picture funny circumstances and I feel like, so Nugget is an 85 pound golden retriever here who only plays wants, golf. He plays golf and he loves Craig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's my golf buddy. He, he was raised on the golf course. It's more different. dogs on golf courses. Well, you know, um, you know what I've been through. It's with a bit Nugget. of a political yeah. thing for Craig. Um, yeah. <laughs> got... it, it gets me really riled. Although Nugget, Nugget, I've heard, does have voting rights at Sherwood. He's a member. Yeah, he's a, and, he's a voting member. But there's those members that don't want him to be a member. But there's those members that don't want me to be a member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you come as a package deal. <laughs> so, and we do. Yeah. And I've expressed that to them. Yeah. That if one of us goes, we both go. Yeah. So. And they say, okay, where do we sign? <laughs> That's, that I'm afraid of, yeah. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. Do you ever, does, does this situation ever occur where you're out, and does a little kid ever say, I know your voice? Yeah. That does happen. From I just uh, Friday uh, past was Dr. Seuss's birthday. Really? Yeah. So uh, I was asked by a teacher to go read a Dr. Seuss story to the kids in the cafeteria. That's so. And so cool. I did, and it was that beautiful kind of rainy day here in Southern California, and we're getting the rain we need and all that. And it was Nugget went with me because he goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And I went and read uh, Dr. Seuss, and it was um, it was just great because it was like um, really elemental. It was, it was just wonderful. That's my wife, Doria. Doria's here. Do yeah. You want to say hi? We're doing. Is this is this called a pod? She's very confused. You're the interviewer. You look so much like my husband. What happened to you? Craig is no, we're it's it's okay. Oh, I, I'll notice for the ears. Doria came into the living room and we have microphones out, and it's just a strange sight. And earphones. <laughs> we're actually giving instructions what, to NASA. What question the, did you ask me? I was wondering. If, I was wondering if kids recognize your oh, voice so because all, of the Incredibles. So I naturally was telling. Yeah, thank you. They did. Yeah. So oh, you're Mr. In this, Incredible. Yeah, well, you, of course they introduced me as Mr. Incredible. Oh, they did. But but, but okay. To give them the benefit of the doubt, one of the kids said, Hey, you're Mr. Incredible's voice. Right. You don't look anything like him. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing, because Mr. Incredible isn't in the best shape. Uh, oh, no, he is now. Oh, now? Yeah. yeah. Was, and he got in shape. You didn't, did you see Incredible? The first one? Yeah, I think my voice just Multiple got times I've seen it. Oh. I, before we met, this is one of my. This, I think this is the first uh, animated film that I saw that I actually liked. Because really it's, it's got the dual humor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. Are you sick of talking? Do you do junkets? What are those? <laughs> you don't know you what know you know fly from one place to the next? You know what a junket is? A press junket? Yeah, where, like, where they just do like a dosey dough and they interview you for like two minutes each. I've done them. Yeah. Sure. You're not going to do that, though. 
I will for this, yeah. Will you, how many cities will you need to go to, do you think? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't checked. Okay, well, you'll I, find I out. I have the schedule here, too. You're a, very, you're a very laid back guy. I am? Were you always that way? Hmm. No. No, 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 no. No, I was neurotic and really screwed up. Should I interview Doria now about that? Does oh, she no. know? She knows. I, <laughs> she's part of the reason I'm here. What do I know? What? Don't, don't say anything. <laughs> don't <laughs> plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, um, you, we talked a little bit about, uh, you mentioned a, a character, a golf character named Shivas Irons. Shivas Irons, yeah. Golf um, in the Kingdom, right? Yeah. I don't think you and I have ever talked about Golf in the Kingdom, have we? Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. Yeah, I I remember you were doing a TV show, and I said, you know, it'd be great, Eric. Of course, this never was followed up on. <laughs> um, would be going out and playing golf in the dark, and and realigning and recounting Shivas Iron's experience, the actual experience of of golf in the kingdom. Can you tell in case in case people listening <coughs> haven't heard the story of Shivas Irons? Can do you mind? Uh, well, I'd have to remember it all. That but would the, be... the part I remember, it's difficult. It's a book. Oh, we could start Golf there. Golf in the Kingdom. It's a and book. It, it's a great book. It's a book about the existential aspects of golf as relates to the mental and spiritual side of ourselves. So it really does, I think, motivate one to get out of results and into the experience of playing and the experience of playing a game, the experience of not losing and not winning, but just playing the game. And that's kind of truly exceptional because we're, we're not taught that. We're taught that you win or you lose, and that it's not a game, it's a skill. Golf is a skill. Interesting. Yeah, because a game is fun. The game is fun. It's like if you watch, um, who do I see? Mickelson, Phil Mickelson, I think, experiences golf on a level that's really interesting, which is he finds himself in situations that no other golfer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. has faced yeah. in a tournament. And he <laughs> embraces those moments with a kind of childlike wonder yeah. and, and goes about hitting a shot that is extraordinary. And or isn't. <laughs> or gets him in a further bad but, place. But yeah. Yeah. But he embraces embraces it. And I think um it isn't about the book and and the exercise is not about necessarily the result. It's the experience. Mm. What can I do to change my experience? And more Perceptively, I think, what can I do to change my attitude about the experience I'm about to experience? That's not common that we would go into a situation, um, right, like, like realizing that our attitude is flexible. Okay, then I'll give you an example. I'm playing the AT&T with Corey Pavin. We're at uh, 18 under. We get to the 18th hole at Pebble. This is on Saturday. He says to me, and I have to look down a long way because he's very short. <laughs> he says to me, you have to birdie this hole for us to make the cut. Uh, that's, that's a lot. 
And I said, well, why, why can't you birdie? <laughs> Handicap? No. Yeah. Right. He says, you get a stroke. Uh, you and need a net eagle. So I'm thinking, oh, whoa. I, I don't know. I haven't. What? <laughs> All, whatever. Well, first of all, you got to hit a little, maybe cutter, a little left to right shot, which for me leaves me 240 in. So I'm not going to hit this green in two. Uh, so I hit a drive that's safe out there, and then I'm kind of blocked by the trees, and I clang a three wood, and I get down into like 145 yards. Okay. So I'm th- and the pin's on kind of the middle left, and there's this huge crowd. And I've got to put this thing, you know, close, man. And so I think, well, 145, it's cold. I'll probably hit a seven. No, I'm going to take a six iron. I'm going to saw it off and just hit kind of a, you know, a clunker. Just let me hit a clunker up there. and Maybe it'll roll, whatever. So I climb one up, and it goes about 25 feet. So I'm sitting 25 feet and three, and I don't, I don't even know to this, what, what Corey's lying. I don't, so we're looking at the putt. And we're behind the hole looking at the, the, the ball on the other side of the green. So that's 25 feet away. And I'm kneeling down behind Corey, who's got his bullseye putter lined up behind this thing. And Eric, his caddy's over my shoulder. And Corey says, I think it's going to move a little left to right from when I'm going to be standing over the ball. And I'm looking at it, and I see the line. And I stand up. And everything is completely quiet. There's no sound. And I walk over to my ball. I look from behind the ball to the hole. I see the line. I see Eric. And Corey is kind of moving off to the right-hand side, and he settles and standing there. There's still no sound. And I know, without a doubt, I'm going to make that putt. I hit the putt, it's rolling up, I see it, it's right on track. I hear Eric, about a foot from the hole, Eric said, my God, he made it. Plop, it goes in. I don't hear cheering, I don't hear anything. And I kind of put the putter down, I went, what the heck was that? I want more of that. <laughs> Not necessarily that I made it, but the experience. It was really, so it, I knew that there was a, um, a level to golf. Now, is it just golf? But there was a level to the game that was touchable and reachable and was a gift. So I think one of the reasons, and we made the cut, and one of the reasons that I th- think that is be, and why I think golf is so great is because it's one of the few games, I think, that I played that that's found. Uncovered. Yeah. However, I, I'm talking to Wayne Gretzky and talking to some ball players, they've experienced the same thing. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. It's when I'm out of myself that I'm in myself. Well, I mean, then you ask yourself, who it is yourself? Well, uh, uh, yeah. kind of, you know? Well, sure. 
I mean, but you know, because our- Deepak is pretty. You know, he's like, you're not in your body. Your body is in you. Mm-hmm. And he talks all about teaching golfers to just sort of, kind of get five feet behind their own head. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that's a more. Yeah, being an observer. Yeah. Although I participated. You know, I was right there. I could see it, but I could see it. Yeah. I could see it, and and, and there was no. Um, there was no performance value associated with it no. at all. It no, like, even if you were by yourself. And I've experienced that in, in acting, and I've experienced it on stage, for sure. I haven't... A couple of times I've experienced it playing golf. Yeah. I, I've experienced the target lock, you know, where, right. you, where you know it's going in yeah. way before you stroke it. Wow. And that doesn't make any sense. It, there's no, there's no uh, science to support this experience. Well, that's why it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't want it to be scientific. <laughs> and I certainly don't want it to be pharmaceutical. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, at least. <laughs> you you belong to a very exclusive club. Yeah. Uh, do you know which club I'm referring to? Bel Air? No. No, no, not not that. You belong to a very exclusive. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You you belong to a very. Um, uh, you have. You're one of the few people on planet Earth that has a golf hole on their property. Right. Are you okay? Can we talk about this? Sure. In you, Hawaii, yeah. I. Well, not do, not to brag, but I'm just I, I, dang I, jealous. Oh man, <laughs> and it's got a beautiful St. Andrews bunker. Yeah. Um, in front of it, and it's also got wonderful chipping areas. So, and, it, and it's yeah. actually, it's, it's, a, it's an 18th of a course designed by a famous architect. Yeah, Robert Trent Jones. Yeah, and that was, uh, you know, we had played golf, and I had this area in the backyard in Kauai on the North Shore there, and I thought, gee, wouldn't it be great if I had a chipping, you know, chipping green? Wouldn't that be ostentatious? And... Uh, Doria had landscaped this the property with these uh, lava rock walls, which is like they look like they're they've been there for centuries, and it's really done on the order of what the old Hawaiians would have done, and it's, it's really not terraced necessarily, but it's really beautifully done. So there was this section that could take a green and a bunker, and so he came out to the house, and I said, you know. Bobby, would you go out and look at... He's a neighbor, right? Uh, yeah, on, he on lives Kauai. in Honolulu. Right. <clears throat> and he's usually there in the winter. So he said, oh, no problem. So he came out and he had a napkin and he drew it on a napkin, drew the hole. Have you since framed the napkin? Oh, yeah, we've Good. got it. And um, Robert Trent Jones designed my, my golf green. So then the process was to build the green and then do the thing, you know, in the bunker and then... And I don't want to go into that because it's just it's it's been really it's been really difficult. But currently, it, or, or no, the, no. I mean, it was a it's it's a hard thing to do to mm. keep up. Yeah, yeah. And I literally considered going artificial turf at one point because, oh. well, the you know the artificial turf now is incredible. Yeah. But the point being is that it gets infections. It's susceptible. It gets. It gets what I call a, a 70s rock group fungus. <laughs> it's called Pythium blight. And um, it's a fungus that's specific to Pasmalum. And I so mean, it, yeah. So many letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I think about that. And um, 
I don't know. I feel like I would just be out there all the time. The Dory is doing hand signals. <laughs> Yeah. So regardless of the maintenance situation, he profited from it. Right. Learned something. Yeah. I did. I really she's right. You know, I prospered from having that the bunker. Yeah. And the chipping areas especially. Because I went through I don't know how many different styles of chipping. Um I mean and, of course, you have to follow Phil Mickelson because he's so good at what he does, but he's got an unusual approach to it. And then it was, um, I finally settled on a guy, Stan Utley, who's a wonderful short game instructor. And I worked and worked, I spent months um, trying to perfect his technique. And uh, it, because growing older, I'm not hitting the ball as far. I don't hit it where I'd like to. So I've had to depend on my short game more. I've always been a really good putter. So I haven't worked on that too much. But if that goes, then I'm in real trouble. But especially the short game. Mm. Plus, it's so f- much fun yeah. to play around with. And so I'll just... You know, I'll spend hours just working on my short game, different shots with all, every club. But you're currently, uh, what's your handicap right now? Six. And that's not a vanity six. No, but I, real I really six. don't want it. <laughs> you want it to be more like a nine? Yeah, I, just, yeah, I do. Do you I, do I a lot know. of gambling? Chris, I, I, I don't see you playing for money. Do you? I don't. Not I with don't. me. I have no money to play used with. Used to. Used to. <laughs> well. Yeah. Used to, but no. I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, when we play together, if I win, you'll still pay the greens fee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm very grateful for that. I owe you somehow, by the way. I don't know how I'll figure no, out how to pay you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I find I can't gamble while I'm playing. It messes me up to no end. Well, it does. Uh, I don't know. It, it, um, it makes it a different thing for me. But yeah. then, you know, some guys need that. That's yeah. fine. You know, I don't want to spend my money doing that. I really don't. I mean, my dad wouldn't let me if if he were around. And, you know, I don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to, I, for me, I don't want to assign that to the game. Right. But there are guys that do and play better. So, yeah, whatever. There's something there. Yeah. I notice I do play better when I'm filming because I think I have less energy to put into any uh, whatever feeling anxiety or whatever around golf i wanted to ask you um you know you've had so many experiences right and uh what what about is there any particular experience where you woke up or sort of sat up and were like wow i'm a lucky sob or something you know like i like like this is my life Well, yeah. I mean, there's been, yeah, I'm alive. And um, that gift alone is, is pretty remarkable. Um, I'm fairly cogent. Uh, I do have my moments. In the uh, afternoons, at in least. In the afternoons, after a nap. <laughs> usually about a half hour after I've awakened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but, um, yeah, moments of... Moments of being grateful 
um, are just um, are up to me to not only notice, but to give them some kind of place in my heart and in my conscience. So that means I have to not only notice them, but absorb them to some degree and say thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, so I have those a lot, you know, uh, with Doria. Um, I can't tell you how grateful and thankful I am that we're together. Uh, that's a miracle in and of itself. She really deserves somebody a lot better. <laughs> um, kinder, gentler, more compassionate. Than you? But she's, she's no. yeah, but she's taught me those things. She's, I've really been able, she's a reflection of a lot of uh, personal attitudes and um, uh, ways of doing things that, that a being that I want to be part of. I want to have some. I don't have, I have aggressiveness. <laughs> I have um, a lot of rage. Do, would you say passive aggressiveness or just aggressive? Uh, it probably has turned into passive aggressive, <laughs> but then, you know, that's a term that's fairly new. Is as it? As with bipolar. Right. <laughs> a lot of word combos. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I, I'm not sure, uh, depression um, um, I'm susceptible to or was. Yeah. So I have the ills of humanity uh, raging inside of this um, kind of turmoil-filled, anxiety-ridden person. I would not think all this meeting you at the supermarket. <laughs> it's, it's been not suppressed, but dealt with. Right, right. And it's being dealt with. Yeah. Uh, because I do have great-grandkids and grandkids and kids. And not all of them are coherent, or not all of them are worth talking to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Family. Yeah. Um, so we learn, don't we? I mean, that's, and, and we have people in our lives. I have Doria, I have other people in my life that are reflections of what I want to be. Those are the people I choose to be around. Uh, those are the, I put that a different way, those are the people that are more or less. I'm inclined to listen to. Mm. And, and those are the important things. The, the, the ability to register gratefulness and to be grateful uh, every day. Every day. I mean... Do you have a technique? <clears throat> the technique for me is um, realizing that I had nothing to do with it. With, with it? With... The object of my gratefulness. Oh, fascinating. So it's so you. It's a gift. So you point it away from yourself. It's not a selfish thing. You're saying thank uh, it's you. It's a wonder thing. A yeah, wonder. Huh. It's a wonder thing. Like, how did I get here? Or how am I allowed to see this? Or will, if heaven is real, will there be this moment in heaven too? Right. Um, Do you have thoughts about that? All the time. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you oh, have an opinion? Recently, yeah. Like similar to the Tiger Jack question, do you, <laughs> what's after this? <laughs> what show is coming up next? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, Eric, it's, um, whatever it is, it's going to be just beautiful and astounding and grand and certainly nothing I could describe. Which golf hole would it be? 
Um, it would have to be 16 at Cyprus. 16, not 17. No, 17 at Cyprus. Oh, no, 16. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 16. 15 well, is the short part three. Right. 16 is the long part three. Yeah, across the water, on the cliff. Yeah. Hey, the sun is setting. The wind is up. I can make a birdie. All I got to do is just hit a good shot. What do I hit? What's the wind doing? I mean, one of those great moments of standing there and just really imagining yourself being able to stay out of the results. Like, am I going to be humiliated if I don't pull this off? Me, yes. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I can't help it. Well, I think you can, and and I think, hmm, I think I want to try. I want to see what that's like, because hmm. I've certainly experienced it, and I've experienced the elation. Now, can I just hit the shot? And by the way, that's what the foursome is asking me to do. <laughs> Whenever Excuse you're ready, me. Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Yeah. Hurry up and hit. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, man. I mean, do you have any questions Are for you... me? Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's conversation. How, how? Let's see how we've done. That was the fastest 49 minutes I've ever had. Oh. So we got 11 more kind. if you want to go. Let's do it. What, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? Um, what would you, do you have another question? Do you have, because you asked some good questions. What does the T stand for? (laughs) (laughs) Theodore. I Googled you. Did you really? Yeah, can you believe that? I found out that you wanted to be in the CIA. I did. (laughs) I didn't want to be. Well, I mean, they recruited me. No, No, they they didn't. didn't. They did not recruit you. Because of your height? (laughs) 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 They came to school uh, when I was at Central Washington and, um. I was in the ROTC program, so the recruiters came and were interviewing ROTC guys. And they knew you were a sicko. And, uh, well, I knew that they were sick. <laughs> and uh, that w- I just probably fit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're perfect for it. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently the questionnaire, if I answered it, was done improperly. And, well, um, oh, you, you didn't answer the questions? <laughs> I'm not you- sure they even gave me any. <laughs> Thank you for coming. It was my first audition, really. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll like, call and now, you. And now I'll play the role of the director of the CIA. I mean, yeah. do, you, do you really think that you would have liked... I feel like you could... Here, I will say, I feel like you haven't gotten enough roles in the CIA. Oh. Like, that would be really good. Yeah. It, it's... Uh, I just find that whole area kind of really interesting. I read a lot of spy novels, and I read a lot of fantasy now, mm. and also self-help. And uh, but yeah, the the spy novels and all of that. But although they're becoming more and more real, so I'm yeah, I'm just kind of <laughs> yeah, put those down for a while. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, take a break. And I don't re- read the f- the front page of the newspaper either. So, what do you do and aside by the from awards, the Academy Awards are on? Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah, yeah. They're no, on. no big parties. I don't go. No, um, you don't like parties. Yeah, I don't see a celebration of my own. What What is it like? You know, uh, I've, I've when you go to a party, is it difficult because you're just like, 
people aren't talking to Craig. They're talking to the actor known as Craig. No, well, you can, yeah. I, I don't, <clears throat> that's up to you to, to get around, you know? Hmm. It's your, yeah, it's your thing. You find those people that are not that way at all. And, and you know, some people are resentful. And what? Against you? Yeah, I mean, look at that guy, you know. <laughs> Okay, so tall and handsome. I can tell by the look on your face that you think that. <laughs> right. So don't come up to me and say how much you enjoy. Hmm. Right. No, I don't. You know, it's not. It's just crazy, man. It's crazy. This whole thing about celebrity and celebrity death. You know, I mean, who cares? You know. Yeah. Let it go. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't make me a spokesman for anything. It just makes me aware of more things. You know. It, it, the great thing about what what I do is that people think I do something, and and sometimes what you've done is affect somebody's life, mm. and that can be, and for me, that can be eye opening, and it changes my awareness of what I do, and it gives me more respect for what I do. I didn't think it really mattered in the beginning. Yeah. Huh. Or even when I'm doing something, like what we're doing now, I don't know if um, it's going to mean anything, but I want to make sure that that other than being silly and and probably way out there in some ways um, unintelligible, is that hopefully somebody identifies. Right. You know? Um, and And... And I guess sympathizes in a way. What, what do you think of uh, social media? Are you, I mean, I, I don't use it. You don't? No. I do find you, it intrusive. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I find the whole thing intrusive. I, I mean, what was it? Dory and I were watching something the other night, and we are watching about, like, our refrigerator knows who we are and everything. Have you, did you see that? Thing? I didn't see this. Yeah. What are, you guys, what are you guys watching? It was like a... You went to, is this? I don't know. No, this was Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> Great show, by the way. Oh, it's one of my favorite shows. It yeah. really is. They oh, find yeah. treasures everywhere. Oh, man. It's inspiring. It is. <laughs> and stuff you never knew existed. No, the, the social media, I mean, you, you, I mean, it's becoming the way, though. I know it is. And I think it's wrong. I think it's totally wrong. It's invasive. And I don't really want to know that much about you until I sit down and eyeball you and we can talk. Right. Um, you prefer facial media. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't do Facebook or any of that. So I guess you, when you were saying social media, but I think there's enough intrusion as it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was raised in a completely different generation. So right. I came through it without having those things and I don't really need them. Although I'm, Kind of dependent on the phone. The phone, yeah, got out of the phone. What's your favorite World War II movie or TV show? Wow, probably Stalag Seventeen. Never even favorite. heard of it. I can't. Oh, thank you, Doria. It's water. Um, I think it's water. You didn't. Craig didn't get one. Just me. She's she's gonna bring it over. Do you have water? No, I'm he's empty. He's out. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, God, there's so many of them. I've never heard of that one. Stalag 17. Yeah, it's good. I'll I'll find I'll I'll get it from you. Prisoner of War story. 
Um, favorite episode of Adventures in Golf? Have you seen any? You've seen one at least, right? Yeah, I, I love the one in the Himalayas. Uh, that was a good one. I love that story. That was uh, with the with the 18-year-old girl? Yeah. Or, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, and I loved... Um, and I think, you know, the one in Scotland where you go play the old Tom Morris course. Yeah, The one Asperger. that nobody... Yeah, the, and, um, and I told you about it. I said, give me a layout, man. I want to know <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. how did the holes lay out? So, so to give you guys... A, I, I sent Craig the link. And I don't know if I'd ever sent you anything. So, I, you know, we were friends. And, and, you know, I sent you something that I made, which was I was kind of nervous about. I don't know if you know. But I sent it to you, and I was like, you know, check this out. And... Um, we finally talked about it like uh, sometime later, a couple weeks later, and you were like, "Yeah, well, where's the hole by hole? I want to know everything about the course." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I agree. Like, I I think everybody wants that, you know." Now, you said they didn't have, you did they didn't have it. We well, the, I mean, you know, <coughs> the, the show is funny the way it's produced, right? I mean, it's probably similar to you know a lot of the things that that you make. You, I get control over a certain portion, right? Which is I I I decide where we go and I produce it and I go shoot it and then I. I, you know, I host it. I'm, I'm the face of the, and the, but they, I don't edit it though. So, you know, and then they also have these parameters that they need to fit into right, time, which are, you know, the minutes. And yeah, yeah I, I think it would be, I have so many other ideas, you know, which is why we're doing a podcast. So I can really, uh, that was so great though, that, cause I'd never heard of it. Yeah. And old Tom Morris, cause when I played Prestwick, you know, there's a plaque where he hit this feathery. Uh, you know, the, I haven't played it. I don't know. You haven't played Prestwick? No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm savoring Scotland. I'm trying to go slow. Oh, you got to go. You're like a fine liquor. You got. Oh, I mean, it's like Turnberry is like. Oh my. Yeah, God. I haven't done either of those. Elisa, I mean, you haven't. I've only played and four courses in Scotland, not Carnoustie either. Oh, anyway, it it was like this course, and I couldn't believe that you played it, and I thought. And and the trip to get there was like that was really kind of boring. That took a long time. <laughs> no, it, it was, was fun. fun. You made it funny. Yeah, it was fun. It was an odyssey. Uh, not everybody knew where it was. No. And anyway, they find this course and old Tom Morris's first design. Um, I don't think so. The lost I don't design, know, but it was definitely lost, and they only rediscovered it uh, ten or twenty years ago. And the guy redid it, yeah. and, or the guy opened it up because it was like hidden and some of the holes weren't there anymore yeah anyway it was really interesting um i, loved I believe it. you yeah no i loved it <laughs> what let, i guess last question yeah is there when do i get paid when do you get paid uh as soon as i leave okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll follow up on that yeah um you know i would pay you but you're not on social media and now that's yes. how people get paid um the, no, is there a golf memory that really just sticks out for you, you know, like... Meeting Arnold Palmer. Whoa. Yeah. Describe it. Um, it was twice. Huh. The first meeting was at Spyglass in the at and great, great course. And he and um, Jack were still playing it in the at and then, so they were still on the tour. <laughs> and Arnold Palmer, and um, in a beautiful magenta sweater... And he was exclaiming then, because I was in the group right behind him, and I don't even remember who I was playing with. But anyway, it was a beautiful day, beautiful day. And he was exclaiming, in fact, we played behind him for three days, but anyway, Spyglass. And it was number nine, 
Are you nervous to meet to meet him? No, I I had just come off of eight or seven, eight, and I'm walking to nine, and I've been trying to catch up to him, trying to catch up to him, hurrying the group up. (laughs) (laughs) And there he is. He's on. It's just coming off the tee. So I I walked up to this 1988, maybe 87, 88, somewhere in there. First year of coach. First year of coach. And uh, I said, Mr. Palmer. And I reached out my hand. and I said, I'm Craig now. He said, I know who you are. Well. But I don't know if he knew who I was. Anyways, I was inside the rope, so. <laughs> no, he knew. And he said, and by the way, call me Arnie. Oh, man. And I went, gee, Christmas, that's Arnold Palmer. Yeah. I watched him in my living room with my dad, and my dad had tears in his eyes, and Arnie's army. I mean, that was all of Spokane, Washington, man. Yeah. The entire country. And the next time was at um, La Quinta, and we were playing at the Citrus Course, and um, it was a Lexus Challenge, and it was an old senior tour event, and Arnold was playing. And I was on the range hitting balls next to Sean Connery, <laughs> who was a good friend, and we played a lot of golf together, 007. And he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Does he, anyway, any, does he do golf jokes in his accent? No, he doesn't have to. He's just, <laughs> he's just you know. Nice shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, cock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you need a yardage, sir. <laughs> and so I'm hitting balls, and guess who comes up? Arnold Palmer. I mean, what a threesome. Stands right there, and I'm on the tee. I'm hitting balls. And he's facing me in the next space. He's facing me. He says, you got great hands, kid. Whoa. I was just stunned. Wow. Like, what, what, you know, what, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Great hands. I mean. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Should I do something with these <laughs> hands that are so great that are different? <laughs> but it was like, he, and he watched me hit balls for a while, you know. In a phone and, call. Uh, this could be the CIA. You want to take it? Yeah. (laughs) Hello? He's going to take a phone call. Um, We might just end right here.